Nancy Grunwald was last seen on the east coast of Tasmania riding her red bicycle on March the 12th, 1993. A coroner in 2004 found that Nancy likely died by foul play somewhere between St Helens and Bichino. But to this day, her body has never been found and no one has ever been charged with her death. Bob Code was one of Tasmania's most senior police investigators who worked on Nancy's missing persons case. He's retired now and tracking him down was a bit tricky. He keeps his head down given the type of dangerous work he used to do. Bob says he knows what happened to Nancy, but that his insider information keeps falling on deaf ears. But as you'll find out in this episode, Bob is confident that Nancy wasn't murdered at all. I'm Amber Wilson and this is Gone Girls, a five-episode podcast series from the Mercury looking into the Tasmanian cold case mysteries of Victoria Cafaso and Nancy Grunwald. Bob is a warm and gentle fellow. He measures his words and speaks slowly and deliberately. I can see he's passionate about Nancy's case. On our arrival, in anticipation of our meeting, he's already laid out his collection of news clippings dating back decades. A photo of Nancy from a newspaper stares back at me from his dining table. Bob has extensively followed Nancy's case even now, nearly two decades into his retirement. He's not going to give up on this case until it's solved. I asked Bob how he got involved in the Nancy Grunwald case. Victoria Police notified Tasmania Police on the 19th of April that she was a missing person. Well, I think primarily they got in touch with Tas Police because um, she religiously, she answered, um, she rang her parents and she talked to her parents in Germany every couple of days and there hadn't been any contact. Vic Police notified Tas Police on the 19th of April that they had this person reported missing. The missing persons case took months to get to the Launceston Criminal Investigation Branch, both because Tasmania Police wasn't aware that Nancy had gone missing, plus there were a number of false sightings of her on the West Coast. A girl was seeing a red bicycle and they believed it was Nancy. But as it, as it turned out, it wasn't. It was somebody that looked very much like Nancy. Now it is accepted that the last positive sighting of Nancy from a fellow German backpacker she'd met at a hostel in St Helens was south of Scamander on the 12th of March. Her disappearance and ultimately her death have been pinpointed to that day. As Bob explains to me, there are two key pieces of information that have somehow been lost over time that perfectly explain what happened to Nancy. The first missing piece of the puzzle, Bob tells me, happened the day after Nancy's disappearance. Bob says the morning after Nancy was last seen, a lawyer in Hobart had come into his office. His answering machine was flashing red. A distraught male um, in an absolute state of panic was saying that he had to talk to a solicitor and he needed to talk to somebody desperately. He needed help because he had been involved in a terrible accident on the east coast of Tasmania. But this anonymous phone call went no further. Why didn't the lawyer flag it with the authorities? 
Perhaps it was because there were no news reports about a girl being struck on the East Coast. There were no reports at all at that time of a missing person. It would be many more weeks before Nancy was reported missing. The second key piece of evidence, Bob says, happened four years later. In 1997, Bob and two other detectives did an interview on Beaumaris Beach with a nationwide television program called Australia's Most Wanted about the Victoria Cafaso and Nancy Grunwald cases. The show had a hotline appealing for anyone with information in unsolved cases to come forward with the calls connecting to a person's local police. A phone call was made to Queensland Crime Stoppers and that call was made by a male person described as being absolute distraught and stated that he had trouble living with the fact that he'd been in Tasmania and travelling on the east coast when he had an horrific accident hitting a cyclist and in absolute fear and panic disposed of her body and property. For Bob, the way these phone calls line up with Nancy's disappearance are just too coincidental. But he's only come to this conclusion since his retirement. He's also convinced that Nancy's death is in no way connected to Victoria Cafaso's murder and says he's baffled as to how a coroner found Nancy died by foul play. I don't know how they've come to that conclusion to actually put it in writing or recording it. Because, the, the foul play conclusion? Yeah, because Nancy Grumwell, where Nancy, we had Nancy south of Bay Morris, that last sighting, nothing. There was not one skerrick of evidence to ind- indicate the um, initially the, any foul play or, or any connection between the two. She sat at a coffee table, I think, and had a, a, had a bottle of soft drink at a table at Bay Morris, and it happened to just be the exact same spot that when Victoria left where she was staying, where she walked onto the beach and then travelled south. Now that's the only piece of that connects the two, full the, stop. The entry to the beach yep. opposite the Surfside Motel yep. is the only linking yep. bit yep. Of, of evidence. So everyone's conflating these two cases because they're both young girls who went to the beach two years apart. Uh, Similar circumstances, same entry, but apart from that, there's... Nothing. There is nothing. Bob says the only way to encourage Nancy's hit-and-run killer to come forward is to offer an indemnity, meaning he'd be protected from criminal prosecution if her death really was accidental. But he says police aren't taking action, despite numerous conversations with current investigators. He's even recently emailed them, saying he knows in his gut that Nancy's matter can be finalised if police focus their resources on it and make a national appeal for the man involved to turn himself in. It's it's got to be 15 years or more that I've been pushing this line of inquiry, pleading for this um, indemnity approach in all that time, but it's, I don't know why, whether a fellow retires and and they take, as I stated in that email, a nonsensical approach, basically saying that, you know, listen, Bob, keep your nose out of it. 
you know, we know what we're doing or not taking you seriously. Bob isn't going to give up. And the reason he won't let Nancy Grinwald's case go is the simple reason that her family, after 27 years, deserves closure. Her family deserve it. You know, everybody would like to know, you know if there's any chance of locating what's there or something to take home and to rest in peace. Thank you for listening to the Mercury's podcast series, Gone Girls. Narrated by Amber Wilson, recorded by Luke Bowden, and edited by Russell Petterwood. News doesn't have to be boring. The Brits have given Prince Harry a new nickname after yet another tell-all interview. Oh, God, is it the ginger winder? <laughs> <laughs> Let the team at news.com.au get you up to speed each day with their podcast from the newsroom. A couple were busted joining the Mile High Club. Well, I guess they can't fly virgin anymore. <laughs> Politics, sport, red carpets, royals. Get all the goss in just a few minutes. Follow from the newsroom wherever you get your podcast from. Listener.